0: what to expect at next week's RSA conference in San Francisco, FIDO2 moves authentication to the browser, and Vivo's vandalized videos on YouTube. These stories and more coming up on the ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Nick Holland. The RSA conference held in San Francisco is arguably the largest cybersecurity event in the world, attracting over 45,000 people for thought leadership, education, and networking with peers. ISMG will be there in force this year, and I ask Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial at ISMG, about our presence, our activities, and more.
1: Wow! Well, you know, in a lot of ways, this could be the biggest RSA conference ever. I know they had an estimated 45, 46,000 attendees last year in San Francisco. I think they're going to top that this year. And I think in parallel, ISMG is going to have its biggest presence at RSA as a premier media sponsor of the event. You know, in the past, we have had one video studio where we have brought in thought leaders from the industry to talk about relevant topics and to gain insight. This year, we're going to have two studios. One is going to be in the Marriott Marquis adjacent to the Moscone Center, and we'll be inviting thought leaders in there for, you know, discreet conversations If we ha- as we have had done in the past. In addition, RSA is putting up a broadcast alley this year, and we're going to have a permanent presence on that broadcast alley, interviewing thought leaders, attendees, analysts, Uh, You know, the entire RSA conference constituency as they come in and out of the Moscone West to attend sessions that are there. So not one studio, but two. We probably have scheduled right now in the neighborhood of 70 video interviews, and I expect that number to grow over the next several days. Now, among those thought leaders come to mind retired General Keith Alexander, formerly of the NSA. He'll be coming to our studio We've got Aviva Leighton, the distinguished analyst with Gartner, uh, Art Coviello, the former Chairman and CEO of RSA. Uh, just so many people from the vendor community. From I mean, We've got Elvis Chan from the FBI, so we've got people from government, from the analyst community, and I'm sure there will be practitioners that we'll meet up with and want to, to sit down with in the studio. So it's going to be a range of, of insight. We've got folks coming from outside the US as well, so it'll be a diverse mix of thought leaders, all focused on the key issues that are that are all keeping us busy in 2018. If you go to any of our media sites, any of the 30 properties and look under events, there's an RSA conference tab there. You go there and that's going to be updated steadily. You know, we're sending out four full-time editors from our staff. There'll be you and I, Matthew Schwartz is coming from Scotland, Varun Haran is coming from Mumbai, and we all will be contributing video interviews, audio interviews, blogs stories photographs of what we see what we hear what we interact with at the event so the RSA conference coverage page is going to be the place with the most up-to-date information and insights and that's going to be pretty much 24 7 you know in the time that we're there there gonna be so much that we'll be able to, to produce and to share with people and I would say through social media as well uh, through Twitter through updates on LinkedIn there's going to be no shortage of updates from the event based on who we talk to, what we hear, what we see, and what we think will be most relevant to our seven hundred and fifty thousand subscribers and more around the world. You're listening to the ISMG security report on
0: ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Recently, the FIDO Alliance and Worldwide Web Consortium completed the FIDO two standardization efforts to bring stronger authentication to internet users. I spoke with Phil Dunkelberger, CEO of KnockLock Labs, one of the founding members of the Fido Alliance, about this new expansion of the standard.
2: The the crux of the new announcement, and what's very exciting about Fido 2, is Fido's next component is Fido for browsers. 60% of all transactions happening on the internet today go through a browser interface. And this really extends the Fido component protocols to a browser experience for the user. So we now cover everything from devices that uh, have traditionally been supported by Fido phones and tablets, to PCs, desktops, and kiosks. So you've got a full richer experience with Fido through a browser interface, and it just extends the capability to give one common framework that people can use for all of their browsing and or application experiences. It was designed to do these things. You live a connected life, You've got a digital persona of your identity. Biometrics are becoming ubiquitous, and the four easy first point is users today are demanding easier-to-use types of of convenience, and these conveniences have to be something that not only give you ease of use, the first piece, they give you the second part of the four easies, which is real ease of experience. You don't want to go someplace. I had this example yesterday where I was trying to register on a site, in the middle of me trying to buying something, they wanted me to go back and give them a bunch of marketing information. I ultimately got off the site and went someplace else because that website was creating friction for me. People want a frictionless experience. They don't want it just to be easy to use. They don't want in the process a lot of other things to get in the way of accomplishing what they're trying to do online. The other piece of this four-part design is Uh, ease of security or easy security. People do not want to be asked 30 different questions about their mother's maiden name, uh, what was their dog's name in 1961. Uh, All of these things require just really additional passwords for identity proofing. They want it to be very, very simple and very easy, but they want it to be strong. FIDO, of course, based its core capability on public private key challenges. The best thing we know how to do in the industry for individuals and devices talking to servers. How do you split it up and base it on essentially cryptography, which is the best thing we know how to do, and FIDO did that. But we did it in a way that still fulfills the ease of use and the ease
0: of experience. Finally, it hasn't been a good week for Vivo. The online video company suffered an embarrassing hack this week. To tell us more, here's Jeremy Cook, managing editor security and technology at ISMG. While much
3: hacking activity never surfaces publicly, there's still a class of actors that seek to exploit prominent companies and use their platforms to embarrass. That's what happened to Vivo this week. Vivo is a joint venture of several major music labels that publishes videos for prominent artists such as Shakira, Drake, and Taylor Swift. Earlier this week, Vivo saw a handful of its videos defaced. Some of the titles of the videos were replaced with the message, Free Palestine. Free Palestine. One of the videos was Luis Fonzi's Despacito, a sprightly Spanish tune that recently notched just over 5 billion views on YouTube. But Google says the tampering did not occur on its side. Vivo uses YouTube as one of its publishing outlets, but the breach occurred on its side. It's the second time in less than a year that Vivo has been attacked. In September, a hacking group called Our Mind posted 3.1 terabytes worth of internal Vivo documents online. In the latest incident, two hackers going by the nicknames Prosock and Kuroish claim credit. Prosocks maintained the Vivo attack was just a prank, but Prosocks indicates more harm could have been done such as deleting all of Vivo's videos. Prosocks directed one tweet at Vivo writing that you have all my respect but do not leave the control to your site to any developer. That may be a subtle allusion to an access control issue. It's possible that ProSox and Kuroish obtained login details, which may have given them access to Vivo's content management system. The Vivo incident is a kind of prosaic prank that harks back to the band of attackers known as Lulsec. Lulsec carried out a string of high profile attacks in 2011 aimed at embarrassing those who were compromised rather than for profit. But it's a warning once again that the high-profile entertainment industry is one that's frequently attacked and can bring headlines quickly. That's yet another reason to ensure that content management systems and the corresponding access credentials are well protected. For Information Security Media Group,
0: I'm Jeremy Kirk. That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Nick Holland. Catch you next time.